Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piskor. I'm Jim Rugg. And I'm Tom Scholey, author of Jack Kirby, The Epic Life of the King of Comics, and Fantastic Four Grand Design. Today we're taking a look at the Brian Bolland Apex Edition uh, from Titan 2000 AD, uh, collecting a bunch of original artwork from his Judge Dredd work from the 70s and super early 80s. But first, we invite you guys to like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell icon so that we can notify you when new videos are available. That helps uh, mitigate the kayfabe effect, which is what happens when we talk about a book and people rush out to get it. Something like this Brian Ballin that is in limited supply, it might get sold out within this, this next week after this video goes out and you snooze, you lose, man. So the earlier people who see the videos first are gonna get first dibs on uh, the comics that we're talking about, certainly at the cheapest rates. And if you watch these videos to the very end, that uh, helps goose the YouTube algorithm. It helps out the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel in a big way by sending our videos to comic book loving YouTube viewers who haven't yet subscribed to the Kayfabe channel. We're on the road to getting 100,000 subs and showing off our little YouTube placard. Uh, and we appreciate your help in uh, getting us there. Without further ado, gentlemen, we recorded last Thursday, Jimmy, and uh, when we were breaking off and the day was done, there was a package out on the porch, huh. and I was like, that's a nice looking package, it looks substantial, and you were like, is that the Brian Bolland Artist Edition? And God damn it, if it isn't, you came right <laughs> back in the house. Just a quick preview last week to, uh, to, how could you not look at this thing if you have access to it? I mean, talk about highly anticipated, and from the get-go... Everything I'm excited about on display in this cover piece. I love seeing the little paste-ups, yeah. the different colors. But, I mean, look, the star of the show is Bullen's line work, which we saw in newsprint. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, being mm -hmm. able to see it pristinely reproduced like this, incredible, mind-blowing. What the heck kind of paper did this guy use? Because you don't even see one piece of paper grain in these, these brush strokes. The smoothest Strathmore Bristol yes. money could buy. Oh, man, and this is what I want in mm -hmm. end pages. Blow up a piece of art and show me a giant canvas of this stuff. And this is another one where you can really get in and see those brush strokes. Yeah, gorgeous. Even a little bit of pencil. You know, Ballin famously does not uh, draw practically any longer. Right. Uses yeah. all digital uh, supplies. So it's cool to see, you know, him working on, on the page. Probably one of the earliest guys to yeah. adopt digital. Been, been an all-digital guy for a really long time, like before you even knew there was such a thing as digital. Yeah, I can remember reading his digital uh, tutorials in the early 2000s, and at that point he was years into that process and being just mind-blown because his lines, as we'll see page after page, does not look like a digital, you know, mm -hmm. an easy transition to digital. This was a cover I think I even asked him about in a shoot interview and was really hoping would be in here because if it's a famous cover super early Prague 11 and he's using a stipple technique yeah drew friedman inked this one <laughs> <laughs> uh just capturing the perfect ellipses that's not easy to do you could you could screw that up really easily and employing that french curve probably yeah you know what i was wondering like i i hesitate to get out my my jeweler's loop and really look at that line but it looks like an organic line yeah, so i don't know maybe in the, in the pencil yeah. maybe the french curve but how about that early Bolo. signature yes and uh consistent light source yes look at the patina on these pages and you know what dude i was like that's that mm -hmm. that's that uh pressed in strathmore uh 500 the good stuff there's all this stuff here that's like so can i like it's like is that an actual thing but nope that's just printing super small paper is it consistent too i don't know like about this that. looks wider yeah it does look that does look bigger it's weird too because the art throws it off you know like the side margins are so small for yeah. that magazine yeah, size right it's different than i'm used to i love all the marginalia you know what this is definitely at the uh the art's bigger on this this one so mm -hmm. it might be the same size paper it's just that art has an extra inch or so in the vertical and whatever the paste-up material is, mm -hmm. or maybe paper cement, it is just decaying. Yeah. And you're able to see that ink underneath. Fully inked, by the way, underneath. So that lettering is done as like a last step. And you could see like it's pasted up and then whited out around to give you the tails and stuff. Yeah, there's so much work on the board. It's funny seeing this in that 
none of that would be done now on the well, board. Yeah, also, like, this was not a standard thing in American comics. So, uh, you know, I guess right. maybe in British comics. You know. Such a fast w speed of working with that weekly deadline, mm -hmm. you know? Like, you got to get this shit done quick, and maybe that's one of the ways that maybe lettering is, like, done on the very last day of the week. Yeah, somebody else is worrying about that. You know what's incredible is, like, I don't think that's a photo reference, even though the lighting is phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, I know. Like, how many times in that shoot interview was I like, so you photo ref this, right? You ref, you ref that. Like, he's just, it, I mean, he has a sixth sense. He, he's an yeah. uncanny creator. This this looks I like Stallone. It looks like he, he had a photo of Stallone, but no, he's, you know. How about those facial expressions, man? Yeah. And it's drawn so small. Yeah, it's what makes him great is that ability to do cartooning while still having that level of render. Using some zips. And in something like that, you should autograph, right? Get it, get it all, get it all right. I think the main reason would just be speed. Yeah. Man, these covers are. Yeah, phenomenal. this this would be like one of those cursed Earth Absolutely. chapters that like they don't always reprint right. because of like Jolly Green Giant, yes. right? And, and McDonald's. And, and we and will stuff. see. We, yeah, we will absolutely see some other examples, man. He figured out early on that like you you cut into the zipatone a little bit and you could add dimensionality. That's not that wasn't really done in American comics, but certainly in manga. That white highlight is such a uh, key thing, whether it's on black and white like this with a screen or in color. Yeah. Just having that little bit of white on your top layer highlights. It gives you dimension. It really does. It gives you the contrast. You exactly. know, that's your full contrast then. Yeah, this is definitely around that cursed earth stuff also, man, because that little creature. It's a phenomenal silhouette. <laughs> Here you go, straight up Colonel yeah. Sanders. Colonel Sanders might have been alive right. <laughs> still when this is going on. What a weird, wow, what a weird mashup of iconography. Yeah. Using weird, like, micron, like, fineliner pens on some of the line work here. Well-preserved page, too. How about these dot? It doesn't, unless some stuff was done with a scan, you don't see the edges of the zip screen hmm yeah i mean maybe it's it it's it is that duotone paper no yeah no because you would see the dots all over it just wouldn't be developed more of that fine liner for those lines yeah you can see them turning brown look yeah. at how much drawing is done that just does not make it to the final i don't understand what this paste up is that it becomes this translucent yeah i mean it might like like ed was saying it might be uh rubber cement and it just like eating the paper exactly yeah. yeah yeah like if you would flip it on the back of the original art it would just be the orange drop that's got to be slightly heartbreak if to a guy who's like really so laborious and and, t and tight with the art mm -hmm. seeing that kind of shit must be tough and he told the story and it's been in interviews too where 2080 kept all the art right mm -hmm. and then at a certain point when they started uh to deign to hook people back up they wanted paid uh the 2080 people wanted paid to like go through the archives and 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 figure that you know divide you the pages pay some bail money out and you bail your pages out <laughs> damn that's I mean, really creepy weird stuff yeah when you see, like, it's like we know this guy, we know Mr. Peanut, like the Planters Peanut, we know the Jolly Green Giant, but then you see this, is it like either some old thing or is it some uh, British shit? Yeah. I can't imagine another artist drawing this as effectively. <laughs> right. You know, like, there's a lot of great Judge Dredd artists, but it's so important, I think, to get that stuff, I don't know, accurate to its source. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine someone else putting that kind of effort in. Or getting those results, I should say, more than anything. And, you know, as far as the uh, how he feels about this, I would be curious. If we yeah. talked to him again, I'd, I'd be curious. Because in my mind, it's like, this is the beauty of the why you get an artist edition. Um, you know, why you these original I. pages are, are so cool. Because it's part of the art. Like, it really is like the pop art part of mm -hmm. this stuff. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of work that that was done under there to capture the accurate lighting on those leaves to just cover it up. Yeah. Yeah, you see it through every single piece of text. Poor Albert Seltzer boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we didn't see what happened to Michelin Man on yeah. the previous page. I was going to say, man, there's like double lighting on Michelin Man's little uh, gimmicks. Yeah, like, nice. Look at that shit, dude. And like, it just feels like such an accurate shadow. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he's he reminds me of Burns in that like when I think of comic yeah. art, this is kind of what I think of. Like mm -hmm. if you're gonna have the generic comic in a movie, this is it. It's interesting you say that. I always think of Kirby as that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense too. And and maybe I'm not describing it perfectly, but like the forms are so defined. Like yeah. all the figures, whether it's a cartoon or or you know a more human figure. They just feel like they have volume. This is fascinating weight. as as an illustration. So so, the horizon line might be here, maybe a little lower. So you're seeing all this hatching, and it's kind of abiding by right, right, yeah, the it's shape. To curve a little more. Yeah, and it's curving like accurately. Yeah, you know the same with this gloves. You could fuck that up so much oh, yeah. and destroy the volume of your image so easy. And and the way that flips right because up here it's kind of curling the other way right that arms turned a little bit it is and that's what gives it that different shape and 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 it's hard to figure like when you're drawing something yourself like figuring out that that curve because because you'll get that with sleeves and it's like do you draw the bottom or the top of the right the cylinder i i always try to like deconstruct his art for this reason and that is a big part i think of where you get the volume yes you know it's um I, it, it a lot of it feels like um dave gibbons ish too like yeah. almost like they're kind of you know crossing over a little bit that feels like a dc comic that feels like neil adams influence there and he wrote a whole thesis in school like about neil adams i mean this like a panel like this look at all the stuff that's going on there oh, yeah. you have your image is two-dimensional in the background people on stage foreground characters even foreground stage characters well that's that's the thing that always struck me about like british comics um, like the Dan Dare stuff and the 2080 is like how labor intensive yeah. it seems. Judge Caligula. Yep. Built built for uh, black and white. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, certainly when they had the, I think the Dan Dare license, like that was what got the little color treatment. Judge Dredd mm -hmm. was just some extra shit. Whenever you have these like multi, like off model weird dreads, like he he excels at that stuff. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Not not bad at just designing whole vehicles from nothing. Yeah, I feel like that vehicle they put a lot of, because that shows up throughout this story that they put a lot of it. They might have even built a model for it. You know? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, the different dreads are hilarious. Like a funhouse mirror, it's a good visual for a comic book character. Yeah, and he goes on to do like the judge, uh, the four horsemen judge judges. Yeah. That I think I think death. those will be in here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, the lettering on your banner being broken up with the with the folds freaking Clark Kent man <laughs> the patterns too work really great in black and white totally dude Barry Windsor Smith shout out yeah absolutely this chick man like I feel like there's some cool Brendan McCarthy covers redraws her that feels nearly Steve Dillon ish yes in the in the eyes and stuff it's weird to see a big figure, a figure that size in here. Yeah, it was a back cover to an early prog. I wonder if you're getting scans from people, the collectors that have this, because you look at this and it's like, that's the flattest black I've ever seen in right. my life. But over here, you get to yeah, see some of the brush strokes. And, and you mentioned different artists that you'll see glimpses of or whatever. Like, I feel like Paul Galassi doesn't exist without. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. But timing wise, like they're almost, you know, overlapping when they're yeah. coming up hitting the fine liner it's real cool to see where he switches up tools mm -hmm. like where like his brushes and stuff like just aren't thin enough yeah i think galacy's period where he draws kind of like this starts a little bit ahead of this i think it's like kind of like yeah that's as i was 70s. saying it that's what i was thinking yeah like masters of kung fu i think might be uh late 70s for Glacey. one of the greatest uh pieces on the cartoonist kayfabe channel was when he held up those tank girl uh covers man where he did the color on the boards nice. and we were fucking gobsmacked and it was it's that weird catch it's that thing where like the zoom camera yes. if you talk right it uh <laughs> the camera goes on you so now we create an awkward moment for brian because he's showing us this beautiful piece we're not saying anything yeah right. it sounds like he's bombed but it's only because we want to <laughs> see it <laughs> Yeah, I highly recommend anybody that hasn't watched that Brian Bolin interview, go check it out. He's amazing, gives us all kinds of stories, and brings the art. We did a video on Eagle Comics Judge Dread number one. 
and I believe this story is yeah. in there. Uh, if it's not, like this is in one of the earliest uh, Judge Dreads I ever read. Very iconic. Love the way he builds depth once again, where you put your your handlebar just a little bit in front of Dredd's face. Uh -huh. Yeah. Don't block out that frown. Right. But give us the the clearly that that handlebars in the foreground. Yeah. And and would you do that? Like you know, like wouldn't you be like I, I can't put it in front of no, his face. No, of course. I'll put yeah. it in front of something else. Yeah, you can. You could even just bend it. Yeah. Bold choice. Yeah, this is a story that we looked at and that uh, Judge Dredd won. The little homing bullet. <laughs> Head wounds, baby. In British comics, but you can't call them Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Using duotone board. I was going to say, wow. It's almost like a Warren story. Yeah, it absolutely is. When you see this, you can just imagine Jeez. this is a... This is a... Um, and, and you see this, and then it's like, Maybe he could have done uh, a pretty good From Hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's... He'd still be working on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he would figure it out. <laughs> He'd still be working on it to this day. And Jack the Ripper's this kind of eternal figure, so he's even there in, uh, what's it, Mega City 1? Yeah. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comic books that we make. Currently, Jimmy is soliciting Hulk Grand Design Treasury Edition. going to come out around Christmas time, but we need your pre-orders in right away capturing about 60 years worth of co of Incredible Hulk comics lore into one hefty package and Jim put the design together and uh, got exactly the production values he wanted out of the project. It is a must-see. Uh, September 2022 is when the Red Room Trigger Warnings trade paperback is hitting the stores. Thank you so much for supporting Red Room the Antisocial Network. This volume will fit comfortably right next to that one uh, collecting the 2022 season of red room comics uh, along with probably 75 pages of extra material hit our links in the link tree in the description below this video to order our comics and to pre-order future comics now that we're done paying the bills back to the video Man, Real that's cool. a phenomenal page che layout too check it dude uh, no holding line yeah just mm -hmm. using the duotone board for that create that mist Good planning too because i'm not seeing any like white media coming in no you know to make that yeah white line really pop even hatching into the mist it's gorgeous i love the duo shade going into black yeah you know, it happens in several places very effective great lips yeah wow and lettering yeah i was looking at the lettering credit i, I have a feeling somebody's putting that on there but boy it goes together really well on the page Really calling attention to the focal points on each, mm -hmm. on each panel. Yeah, so like, like really letting our main guys pop. I see bits of Hewlett too. Like everybody must have looked at Boy. Yeah. If you're of a certain age, I don't know how you would avoid it. Oh, so more of that fade from black line into okay, duotone. Because yeah. I was going to comment that there's like no duotone really used on Judge Dredd mm -hmm. uh, for most of it, you see. But be curious to see this story in print curious yeah absolutely man especially in like the uh newsprint you know I comic book ones that. gentlemen yeah. drawing the tire treads and stuff in the second like the dark duotone the spotlight is the skinnier one and then footprints <laughs> look at that dude drawn drawn more in the duotone there's a good example with no holding lines. Guy wow. getting lit up by the headlights. Man, he's really putting this... It's like a reverse silhouette. He's putting this tool to the... To I, yeah, the I mean, he's into technology. So this is the technology he's using here. You know? This is Lon Chaney mm -hmm. from, from the side yeah. of the flick, right? Yeah, we're, we're getting like a, a wax museum vibe. We're seeing a lot of like, you know, classic... Some uh, what's Karloff? 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 Sidekick? What's the next part? Fuck you! <laughs> Karlov can, can eat my shit! <laughs> this is an interesting choice. Just a little bit of show those towers in the background. That's Dave Gibbons. You know, that's Watchmen. Skyscraper. Avatar the Last closer. Airbender. <laughs> also love the giant lettering that goes with the big scaled up images. Yeah. Yeah, the lettering corresponds with the increase in scale yeah i like that effect i see it sometimes in manga but it's, it's not something that's common in a lot of uh, english comics when you commit to drawing this tight for any like now if you 
have any laissez-faire on any part of the page, it looks wrong. Yeah. So you're, it's a full commitment. You're setting a high bar for yourself. Well, it's the balance. Like, how do you do, like, a big piece that doesn't have, that has a lot of white in it mm -hmm. and still make it look like it's a part of the story and it's not uh, a deadline rush or whatever? Like, you really got to compose those spaces. And, man, the, I mean, these pages are balanced. Yes. They are so balanced. Ed, when you were talking about focal points on the duo shape page, that's the same thing. Like, every one of these pages and panels feels that way. This is one of those examples where so lucky to we're so lucky to like be the letter of our own comics because you could then you know you just extend that that toe a touch because you could almost yeah. like not even see a, another guy there. This is one piece that we looked at uh, during the little preview last week, Jimmy. It's tripping me out looking yeah. at it now because it's pra it's practically drawn. The, the, mm -hmm. These are right, ink he lines. Didn't stretch a uh, yeah, but, Xerox or something. But he might have. And light box over right. top of it. And then the the trick is where you like hold this at an angle. Right, and, and, look it, at and it, it and straightens make, um, up. Yeah. I think we talked at one point about projecting, you know, like an yeah. artograph where yeah. like you draw it on an angle. Mm -hmm. You know, like your, your table might be at an angle mm -hmm. offset to try to create some of these distortions. But yeah. I don't know how you do it. I kind of don't care. Like to me, that's right. magic of drawing. Yeah. Well, but I love seeing it, man. Wow. Well, as technical dudes, you know, we could come up with some ideas yeah you can I have this stuff trying too. it again the volume just showing off that mm -hmm. volume yeah some salvador this like salvador dolly land or something look at that and then you have to do seven pages a week now obviously he he would skip some time his range to be able to do this kind of thing where it is just hyper detailed and there's perspective and all those objects the range in this as an artist edition is, is excellent. Really well-scaled figures, yeah. even in the background. Once again, another one of those things where, like, if you accidentally draw one of these a little too big, you fuck up the whole thing. And when you're, like, DC and you're raiding talent and stuff, like, how do you not, like, snatch this guy right up? Looking at this page, you think Steve Rude saw this? Feels sure, like yeah. It. If he didn't, he's super excited whenever he gets his <laughs> copy. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to enjoy that page. I love these kind of, like, one-off illustrations mm -hmm. that come up couple times I've admired several of the hands too where the fingers are coming out towards the towards us yeah yeah that's he's, a hard thing to draw and he's really like the way fingers work how they kind of come into a center piece like they scroll out a lot of people don't draw them that way as he said in uh, our shoot interview uh, I don't take pictures of hands because I currently have a pair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also always impressed with the, the artist editions that are my favorite. It feels like they're built to be looked at this size. Totally. Like the original art. It, that, that's not always the case, but man, this stuff looks magical. This also, feel, this also feels like something that maybe like a young Grant Morrison is putting down his 19 pence. Mm -hmm. Because this feels like a future yeah. Doom Patrol issue or something. Totally. These pieces of like figure, so so strange, perfect for comics. Well, I mean, yeah, you talk about art for art's sake, and so much of the line work probably did just get obliterated by the printing process. But then, you know, could you envision that like decades later, <laughs> you know, this would exist, and it was all worth it? He said he didn't choose any of the pages. Hmm probably hasn't seen these pages right. since the 70s here we go judge death star of the show there's some stuff going on there that you don't see all the time there's a screen tone but also you know it's drawing not it's, or rubbings on it's not it. yeah it's not a screen tone it is there is this ruler thing that you can put on ink and like go like this uh -huh. and like I've had one of that these makes more sense they, they look like fingerprints Shout, shouts to Jason Shithead, uh, New York, Brooklyn cartoonist, man, who hooked me up with one of those things because I was commenting on, like, he, he puts it to use. And I've never seen it really employed, like, you know, in a, in a setting like this. And again, you see Bull and pushing it, right? Where it's like up here, it's background. Yeah. And now it's like coming in front of almost Mist, like a fog effect. And he's also, it looks like using white with the same tool. Yeah, you're right. You can see it on the legs. 
totally faking you, man. Got, got, got a tool, and now he's going to see what he can do with it. And now Look you see this. it applied. <laughs> Amazing. Mm -hmm. Wow. Unbelievable. Capturing light like un unbelievable is right. Man, that could be like an Alex Ross painting desaturated. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. You know, he did those uh, those um, Hellraiser comics. And like there's an image where the Cenobites kind of look like that. Dude, doesn't that look like the War Duke from yeah, uh, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons? And uh, here's your new Human Torch. I was thinking uh, go, uh, Ghost, Ghost Rider, Rider yeah. man. Ooh. What do you see, man? You want to go back? You, know what? you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a cool skull with eyeballs. Yeah, I was just that admiring that. Is that. That looks like that Lon Chaney... How like Lon Chaney for that one character would put like rings in his eyes to like hold them open. You can do it on any one of these pages. Find something that's just you could just stare at and stare at. It it does have a numbing effect. This feels like an artist edition that I'll come back to again and again. Oh yeah. I don't know if you guys do this with your artist editions, but sometimes like I'll go I'll start at the back. You know, mm -hmm. I've looked yeah, at yeah. it a few times and because I just get almost exhausted. Out, yeah. I like this really. What do we have happening there? I'm I'm a little bit far that away. That looks like a bear trap. No, yep. no, no. The what? texture, like, oh. is that is that? These are parallel lines on yeah. the outside, and the inside it's just gridded off diagonally. He uses a ruler for that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, there's an absurd amount of drawing in there. These pages look small. Yeah. Yeah, that's about an 11 by 7, uh, 11 by 14. You know yeah. what? I got to skip to the back because I need to see if this is the back end paper. I was going right. to say, that uh -huh. should be your end page. It's yeah. A, that, that's such a uh, classic image. I mean, oh, I ain't going to cry about that. Yeah, no. I ain't going to cry about that. Look at that on the screen. Wow. That's, that's, that's here, let me get for scale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's breathtaking. This uh, is the thumbnail for the video, I think. Yeah. Brian Bolin, Artist Edition. Boom, that's sick as fuck. It, it's uh, making me think of uh, Ronin. <laughs> you, like, Ronin is a super zoomed-in Brian Bowen. Using the zip, cutting away to create the uh, spotlight effect. Mm -hmm. And using those straight parallel lines, like with uh, the ruler, and then cutting in with white media, or maybe just a razor blade. But it's, I mean, it's measured out perfectly this is not yeah. kayfabed fucking perspective on those windows and do you realize how much you don't need to do that right. that's really yeah. going to that next level i mean if, if if that weren't on the windows it would still read as a building we'd still be impressed mm -hmm. by the by the screen tone and the headlights that's the thing about Ballin. like like he goes that extra distance like he's using Completely. he's using a straight edge on the teeth of the bear trap well, he's got his own standards, yeah. and he abides by those. He really does, man. Like, another one of those conversation pieces we had, like, in the shoot interview, what it was uh, he was mentioning guys he likes, like Jim Woodring, and mm -hmm. maybe Charles Burns, and I identified precision, was the word I mm -hmm. used, as a, a common feature between those the guys he described and himself. And he was like, well, they're not really precise. Right. And what he meant, I imagine, is, like, anatomically correct. Right. Mm -hmm. well, I've never seen this before. Compared. This kind of, um, you know, the, yeah. these motion lines, but not having a roll clean yeah. edge on the end, which again, talk about precision, you know, like you're doing each one of those by hand and you're starting at roughly the same line. And you could draw a pencil line in there, but that's a, that's a neat effect. Very clean. Mm -mm -mm. Speaking about clean, it doesn't look like he's using white for this. See, that's, that, I, that hurts my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> It, I don't see, unless they play with levels, I don't see any white media in use there. Dude, the perspective yes. on this boneyard, astounding. Even the figures, they're an inch tall, and I can see all kind of details on mm -hmm. them. Absolutely. Yeah, certainly rapidograph, it's that deadline. But the proportionality of those little figures, I mean, you joked about the jeweler's loop. But I wonder if this motherfucker has that <laughs> like magnifying glass thing that you see mm -hmm. on some dude's drawing tables. That collects dust. Nobody uses it. Yeah. <laughs> I love all these faces for the background. Yeah, all different. Mm -hmm. Speaks more to, to his uh, No Adams. Like, mm -hmm. No Adams would have a lot of that. And certainly earlier than that, it would be Gil Kane. Yeah, and the drawing's totally different, but I think of like Ditko, you know, mm -hmm. with like yeah, haunted right. faces and yeah, figures. Yeah, especially that stretched Eyes mouth. and mouths. Yeah. Just anguish. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Just jeez, beautifully built. I bet you. Is, is my tracing is my tracing paper here? Is it over there? 
we got to try something real you quick. You think it's like flipped or something? I, I I just think he measured it out and made it perfectly symmetrical. Yeah. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna trace half. <laughs> I always like uh, whenever we get the tracing paper involved. The, yeah, this is where it becomes a Bob Ross video. It's very important stuff. And I'm just going to see. Right. Like how close he is. It's so dramatic, you know. Like if if I tried drawing just the close up face in the middle, it wouldn't have any of that drama. Well, you got the, the underlighting, the tilt, the and and the There's way the lines of, radiate uh, out. So I'm going to use a little bit of cartooning in it. I'm going to use the nose, and I just want to see where that this eye falls if it's yeah. like if it's exactly perfect, because I think it might be. <laughs> there it is. Looks like it. We're all like crowding in the shot. <laughs> there it is. You see? Yeah. Yeah. There it is. That's the move. Like like when you see these precise faces, like that's what these guys do. You know, Klaus is real good for that. And Klaus, I remember Klaus saying he he used uh, like a graph paper as like his his early his early draft, like on like Louis Llewellyn era and shit. Now, interesting. You do the same thing here. Well, these um, like the reflections in the eyes slightly different. Look totally. look how slightly yeah, different, different the angle is. Absolutely. It, you know, like wow. This whole like again, each of these pages feels like they have this kind of an anchor piece where you could just stare at it, but it blows me away. Like the mouths almost morphing into the into lettering letters, effect. Yeah. This is such an overdue artist edition. Like, what a treasure! I mean, just a, it's an artist edition that you just don't think this stuff is possible. Like, you mm -hmm. figure these pages were used as ballast or whatever the fuck disappeared yeah. long ago. Like, in your dream per ideas of artist editions, like, yeah, it would be nice, right? But there's no way they could ever do a Brian Bolin artist edition. Well, you know, there's like, okay, let's throw away this art or whatever. If you mm. hold something like that in your hand, it might be physically impossible to throw it in the garden. I wonder, yeah, I man. Hope so. Like there are guys chopping up little Nemo panels mm -hmm. and stuff. Like, you, like you would think that. I also love that they have color mixed in with this. Yeah, yeah. I just can't imagine how you'd do a better Judge Dread Boland artist edition. Mm -mm. And I don't know what's missing from it, but I mean, page after page is a masterpiece. Look at this water. Yeah, was, water. Yeah, from the rain, rain and water. It's just so so hard to beautiful. draw. And he does that thing where, like, usually, like, we make jokes about, like, oh, dude, just all the rain's going one direction, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But look at what he's doing. He's getting value mm -hmm. in there. We, yes. have the, we have the dark uh, motorcycle, but he's giving you way more lines to communicate the dark color of that, the dark co color of the, the tire. And then there's different values, like, for the buildings in the back. He's putting those lines up closer to, to give you a haze and a distance. Um, great water. I mean, this is water. Like you, you scan this and you have that in your morgue file whenever you have to draw yes. mm -hmm. some kind of water like this. Because like, oh my goodness, dude, look at that, dude. It's raindrops from mm -hmm. Killing Joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about the uh, three-point perspective on your rain falling? Bad All the splashing, man. I just did some splash water. It yeah. sucks. Yeah, like, it's hard. It's hard. Talk about showboating here. It's it's a it's a like a threefold process. Like he's doing, he's drawing the water. Might even hit it with some white, and then and then hitting hitting your lines. I like that and all of these so, are footnoted. I wish they would have put the dates. Sure. Like like at least the year. <laughs> That's a severe kick, dude. Yes. That's CTE. That dude's not getting up from that. This is a great fight sequence. Yeah, I, I, I am feeling like. Uh, killing joke and stuff and then yeah like the batman boland's batman is judge dread yeah you know, he's got the look at this pain gorgeous what is happening like wow he's using that facial features to create the gutters within that <laughs> yeah. panel this is berserk that's who even thinks that, of that i mean that's some like neil adam you know it thinking is, of, yeah. like, let me take the neil adam stuff and push it a couple steps forward this is colored like mm -hmm. that's brush strokes for that flat red. I think that, I think this may be like, one of these annuals is like the first Judge Dredd in America, I think. Mm. Uh, this reminds me a lot of the Tank Girl art yeah. that he showed us. Yeah, because he would, he would have the airbrush backgrounds. And then he cuts in with that, that white for yeah, that highlight. Does. And if you look close, it's almost uh, color pencil or something. Yeah. Like there are some color strokes in this. That's really neat. I think you can see some of Boland's process, like working this stuff out. You know, moving towards say Animal Man or, or uh, you know, some of the covers that he would do at Vertigo. Mm. 
so gorgeous. Yeah, that kind mashup of, between like your backgrounds and that modeled foreground. Kind of hatching with the color. Mm -hmm. That's the stuff that like your watercolor teacher will tell you not to do. Yeah. You're not drawing. Yeah, the and then, and textures. Then, and then you show them this and say, fuck you. Oh, comic books. Look at the white lines in the suit. It just doesn't stop. That fully looks like John Goodman. <laughs> yeah. Look at those fingers. Yeah. This is a little tiny circle finger. <laughs> Coming to America. Blew out the lock on the door, bro. Great stuff. The residents. Some of that some of that music of his. Yeah. How good the beard. Like that guy's whole face defined by the beard. That's Brian Boland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the drawing is the beard. There's yeah. like no... so, so much volume once again. Titan Eagle years. So this would be like the reprints that we would get access to real easy. Yeah, this there is it is, the, the cover for one. Some mind blowing stuff. Prelim sketches. Love that that's included. And you know, I don't know if some of these were possible issue one sketches, but I mean, as soon as you see so this, tight. like you have to do it. Yeah. Unforgettable. Wow, man. The, oh man. Unforgettable imagery. This was my favorite piece of his for a long time. I found this on comic art fans mm -hmm. and would just stare at it. Yeah, that's I, something. Like it's it's the little things, you know. It's the lighting on the teeth. Like it's just a little bit of hatching to give you that that shape. The creatures are all so cool in there, and the and it's like half consumed bodies. Like that mouth is stretched to its limit with that guy hanging out of it. Such arresting imagery. I got hold of. Like, pretty much every Eagle Judge Dread I have, I got from a grab bag at Kmart. Mm -hmm. Wow. So imagine just seeing that. Like, I mean, it's the coolest thing in, in the yeah, in entire comics, Kmart. Yeah. Getting hold of something like that in a grab bag pre-internet would just be amazing as a comics fan. And I got, like, I got, th this is my first issue that I got from the grab bag. And, like, the name was so hardcore, so cool. And it wasn't a month later that the Sylvester Stallone movie was announced. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I had something, like like I had some secret knowledge or yeah. something. <laughs> I knew somebody who looks like that. <laughs> Dude, the rope and the shadow on the rope. That stuff feels like you're getting into your, uh, your DC Vertigo mm -hmm. cover style. Yeah, I feel like he draws these guys on the Forbidden Planet logo. Or uh, posters or whatever. All the props, too, are perfect. All the guns and knives, the 2 2. Yeah. Now, here's a cool thing, dude, where it's all like we just saw yeah, the finished yeah. version, but here's like what, it, what could have been. And they totally chose the right mm -hmm. one. Yeah, that was the way to go. You know, maybe this one. By the way, your, uh, your preacher cover. Uh, yeah, <laughs> our space. Here. <laughs> Sanctuary. Kind of Carlos Esquerza marks. It's not really hatching. Like, you know, his kind of crosshatch. Yeah. It's more textured. Works great. Great hands. It's just always, it's very believable. Yeah. Stuff I even pay attention to is like the the dark under part of that eyelid. Yeah. It, it makes it feel mm -hmm. like a thick piece of skin. That's a great cover too. I've never seen I've ever this one. Seen it. Yeah, no. I've never seen that at all. That's really good looking. I feel like Dave Gibbons touched this. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there's a Gibbons vibe to it. But look at the splash. All these little splashes. Yeah. You know, like the only other guy that does stuff like this without cheating, meaning using white media, is uh, Michael Golden. But so it's super realistic, cartoony. Mm hmm. And it's both on, on the same on the same image. And by the way, drawing buildings in the rain and the negative yeah. space of the rain in the background. So this is for the eagle stuff. So so this is done like maybe some years after drawing that initial strip. And seeing that original strip, it's like, oh, that looks like a whole lot of work. And I wonder if he comes to this, is like, <laughs> fuck, I gotta yeah. do this again. <laughs> Definitely didn't cheapen out. And and look at like using black for the focal imagery. So just sh like cutting all these people in with hatching, mm -hmm. but like these main characters get the black. 
Whoa. This is fa fascinating to me. Like, I guess I just never paid attention to the Bolin part. Yeah. But, because, like, the interior artwork is Carlos Esquierza. Mm -hmm. And it looks like he's conscious of that. Right, when, when yeah, he's, he's given it a little bit of that. Yeah. And, you know, there's a Mobius touch to it. But this. Yeah, you wonder if there's stuff that crosses his path, if he's seeing somebody, a Mobius piece of this or that, that plants the idea for, for a composition like that. Being able to, like, reinvent these compositions so much, I mean, it, that's a skill in itself. And then, like, there's some different texturing on this. Like, the hatching Absolutely. on that tank tread is not... It's it's very organic compared to a lot of his controlled yeah. lines. He, he uses that kind of technique uh, on, like... Is there, is there like a coin or something in Killing Joke? Right, the, uh, yeah. That that has like that full hatch line. And his portfolios will employ this kind of line. There's something hypnotic almost, you know, mm -hmm. like with the repeating wheels. Yeah, it's unmistakable. It's giving you just enough to know exactly what that is. Right. All this Soviet shit. And there's your zoom for the end page. Yes. Man, drawing the teeth and all the and it's, it's a guy that uses white it. almost like a like a color in a lot of these compositions yeah, yeah absolutely doing kind of like a after ball end from uh, issue number one except with a soviet judge right. oh yeah busting out the rapidograph for that hat for that uh mm -hmm. stipple effect again mm. Gotta love the organic elements. Haven't seen a lot of trees uh, mm -hmm. in, in these previous pages, but whenever it's time, like... But still super considered, like, like not really just scribbly, mm -mm. you know? Like, totally thinking them all out. It feels like all the line stuff is designed to be part of that. Create a focal point, create a yeah. value. Everything's pulling double or triple duty. And he could pull these, like, long, like, parallel brush strokes and have them taper. I'm just really appreciating the anatomy mm -hmm. here and, yeah. and where he's adding curve. Yeah, the little bit of decay texture on mm -hmm. those zombie hands. And he's doing it all like, once again, not really cutting it. Like, Toddlebin would use sponges mm -hmm. and things. Like, this is all drawn. Yeah, that doesn't make sense, some of that texture. It's so complex. Um, I love the tension on that tentacle because mm -hmm. you have a couple of these tentacles that are uh, limp. Yeah, and then you have one that's like taut. Yeah, is is there a turning point for for Boland? Like, is there is there like early early stuff that doesn't that isn't here yet, or like we we've never Not, seen? He that. did Power Man pretty early on. Yeah, and that stuff's probably slightly looser, but it's mm -hmm. it's pretty tight even at that yeah. stage. Yeah, I just, he, I just don't know how you you know how you get there. Right. You know, unless he's just born there, you know. Also, the liveliness of the eyeball. You know, like in the middle of all of these circles, in the middle of this page, in the middle of craziness going on, it looks like that's a, a wet eyeball. Yeah, it, yes, does. it does. It is looking yeah. out at us. It does. There, there's there's just so so many millions of decisions being made. It's but true. They're not. They're not. They they can't be conscious because that just what, there's not enough time in a day. Right. You would get two of these done. Yeah. <laughs> all that said, I I just like glancing through this earlier with you, Jimmy. Like I. I feel like he like looks at these drawings like almost like less of drawings and like more like puzzle solving or yeah. you know like because it is decisions you know mm -hmm. he's he's thinking about the planes of the nose when he I mean he's doing all the things you're supposed to do as like a proper illustrator we so rarely see it in comics right. look at how alive that white line is mm -hmm. yeah it's so organic compared to a lot of the precision the, yeah the almost mathematical equation problem solving ed that you described yeah that's the conundrum for me of Boland is like this sort of tightness and problem solving I, I i usually find that to be like there's no way to keep that lively yeah if you're going to be that precise i'm probably out yeah but he has life in it he's that's he, the part that defies this style he's one of the only guys that can do it mm -hmm. yes you know like like let's say you know this this looks like him like like his port like yeah. let's say he traced a photo, but he figured out a way to 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 keep that life in there, and probably to add it and it, and I bet you it is like having lines like this. <laughs> Those are great eyes. Speaking of fun eyes, <laughs> here's his uh, DC Comics portfolio piece. Yeah. 
show that to uh, Julia Schwartz, mm-hmm. Julie Schwartz and Weisinger, why don't you? And for smashing biplanes, 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> and again, to go from the guy with the mushrooms and a close-up portrait of a head to now we're going to get 20 unique-looking heads on here. Mm-mm-mm. It's quite a range. Wow. Yeah. I've never seen this. Me either. It's another one that looks like those spiders are really moving around on here. It does. It also it takes a second. Yep. Like when I flip the page, I'm like, what it oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, what that's Basil Wolverton. This is like <laughs> you would you could design this character when you're five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's with amazing. A, and then he holds an axe with his tentacle <laughs> head. And he doesn't have legs and he walks around on his hands. But then you have like a master like Balin do it. There's a, uh, a flat, like a Julie Schwartz flash. Yes. Uh, Carmine Infantino. Yes. Okay, so here's your quote unquote early period. Yeah. And you yeah, still, still can't do it. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, he's pretty much there. Yeah, some great layouts. This feels a little different. Yeah, a little looser. Yeah, less confident. 73, if that's to be believed. Nice to see it, because you do see a lot of the charm and, and what would go on to be defining qualities of his work. You know, you get glimpses of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's how it is. You know, there's no shortcut to this stuff. Just got to put in that sweat equity, yeah. man. You know, like we've seen a late period uh, Quasimodo, and here's like an early mm-hmm. version. So that's an illustration. Don Martin, dude. Yeah, wow. And, you know, you, you still see that eye for composition. Like, what, a, what an interesting panel choice. Yeah. And that does feel a little bit confident to me to have, you know, kind of open space mm-hmm. there. Using that roller thing and then, and then cutting white on top of it. More of the Don Martin cameo. <laughs> Peculiar. Ooh, super thin lines. I, I feel like this is something that, uh, like, you do it, you see how it looks in print, and you make yeah. adjustments right. accordingly. Because I can't imagine this prints very well. Right. Because, I mean, even at its original size, it's almost mm-hmm. yeah, it's, indistinguishable. It's They would have these goofy shits like Harlem Heroes and stuff. This is a power move, though. Oh, yeah. Just landing square on that guy's chest. Yeah, you're going to be gurgling blood in your lungs. So this is a crowd. How effective, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just white dashes, huh? Little dots, yeah, with like a... Whatever you... I was going to say a gel pen, but I don't know that gel pens existed. I don't... Yeah, I guess I do see a paste up with the lettering. And to some extent, still fitting within the rubric of like what these kind of co- these pocketbook type comics were. Like we have a bunch of them and they and they're all extremely well illustrated. Yeah. But there's a house style to it. And to an extent it looks like he's conforming with that sort of house style. You could see the ball end in there. another uh, like DC tribute the yeah, um, the sea devils yes colored by Howard Stern's cousin yeah and a Russ Heath joint yeah with uh, Jack Adler Jack Adler Wow so I, I asked him and break some of my my uh, pens and brushes <laughs> well here's the here's the true thing man Jim like are you putting an order for this and or how about that um Mick McMahon that's forthcoming. I have. Uh, I'm actually picking up my copy of this on the way home. <laughs> let's <laughs> sold. Let's, let's let's sit with this one more time, man. That's something. And give shouts to the great Brian Boland, who brought so much to the art of comics. Now, man, when you see it blown up like this, you can really like 
you know, this is the shadow of the puff cheek. So it wouldn't taper. It would just be straight like that. It's really great because you can see the other version too that's going the other direction. To and it's give two you, sets of lines. It is, yeah. You know, there's no, like, for the effect of shading, you could have done one line. This mm -hmm. thing's going to be reduced to a tenth of this size, but nope, it's all there. The uh, the lines wrapping around the lips, I think, is very telling for that, like the line conforming to the shape. Mm hmm. Because you can see like a series of lines on those lips. Yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, and you could fuck that up so easy. The volume on the gums. How about these couple of white lines that are your cartoon language? That's you know, a great like part. Something being yelling yeah, out, shouting. Yeah, that's the great part, man. Same thing with your white line on the front, on the on the face of the visor. It's above the black line, and then as it wraps around, like mm -hmm. it's almost like you're seeing now the mm -hmm. inside piece. And just that little hint of like double lighting. You know, the reflective light from the helmet or whatever. Very organic, these kinds of lines, too, on they your are. face. You know what part's really tricky? Right here, mm -hmm. where it goes from this to this. That's so tricky. Like, look what he did there. It's, you know. Yeah, and, and I, I was looking, like, on the like when we were looking at it in the actual comic, and, and, and he's just hatching those. Yeah. Like, he's not adding any more weird shapes. I just, like, you know, just the barest and amount. And the shadow... A, a tooth. One tooth to another tooth, and it's got a slight curve to it to follow the form. Yeah, it's all the right teeth. No kayfabe in the teeth. Right, right yeah. And he, and he he is, like, so sick that, like, I could see the, his mouth closing and right, all the and teeth all matching up. and stuff. Right. <laughs> what a guy. Fantastic, yeah. yeah. Hey, man, tip of the hat to the designer of the book. Absolutely. That's a great end page. Mm -hmm. It's a great package all around. It's a really nice artist edition. Yeah. And pretty inspiring. Yes. Very inspiring. Pretty yeah. inspiring. We're going to have to get back to the drawing board, fellas. You guys good to go? Yeah. Kayfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, what's out there? Hulk Grand Design, the oversized treasury collection will be in stores in December, but now is the time to pre-order that from your local comic shop, your local bookstore, online, at your library, wherever you pick up books. Hulk Grand Design Treasury Edition. It'll be out in time for Christmas. It'll be the perfect gift for you or the Hulk fan in your life. And you can join me on patreon.com slash jimrug to see more of my comics and art. Tom, check out Jack Kirby, The Epic Life of the King of Comics, Fantastic Four Grand Design, American Barbarian. And uh, check out my Patreon and, and see different comics I've been up to lately. Red Room Trigger Warning Straight Paperback going to be in stores September 2022. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game in Red Room Comics, and it is collecting the uh, 2022 round of uh, issues that I have put together in recent times. You can uh, get these comics at my link tree in the description below this video, or hit up the Patreon uh, for the price of three bucks. You get nearly 300 pages of comics as of, as of this recording. I put up new strips every Tuesday, and uh, we are getting into serializing comics that have yet to hit uh, paper editions, so you get a leg up on the, uh, on the Red Room storyline. Jim, what else do we have out there? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, fanny packs, and more at the links below this video. Another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel, given those marching orders will be on our way. Make more comics.